find the baller. My life is more than money and money. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. What up, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. This is an award-winning show with award-winning production by the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter, recorded always in 8K high Doge Phoenician sound. Ladies and gentlemen, this is professional podcasting, museum quality podcasting. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, the Forrest Gump of hip-hop, and of course, the original Washed Lord. It is a beautiful Monday morning. Why is it a beautiful Monday morning? Because guess what? The FDA has officially fully approved the COVID vaccine by Pfizer. Yes, indeed. It is now 100% approved. It ain't like this. People are like, oh, man, what's up with this Russia-approved shit? Whatever. I mean, what were they going to do? Fucking deny it? I'm just letting y'all know. For all the motherfuckers that are trying to make excuses, people got excuses for fucking everything. Just letting you know, I wanted to start off the show with that bit of news. Also, guys, this Thursday, okay, I believe at 3 p.m. Pacific time, I'm not exactly sure, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. This Thursday, though, My gold domino set drops on the network app. It is going to sell out. So please make sure you jump and grab that. But let's get this motherfucking show started, guys. What's up, y'all? This is the weekend wrap up. Um, No guest today. I am rolling. Dolo from state to state. <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen Belly, you know, Method Man and Belly. Okay, if you don't know what the fuck that is, then I just stop this shit now and just smack yourself. Uh, speaking of Belly, I mean, wait, no, not Belly. I'm a bully. <laughs> I've been a bully for this fucking August bull run of Bitcoin and all crypto. Shit. Doge is up. Ethereum is up. Cardano is up like motherfucker, okay? Bitcoin has hit $50,000 again, guys, okay? Doge, ETH, ADA, BTC, all right? I think we will hit 75000 as far as Bitcoin goes, okay? In the near future, I think we're going to hit 75 k It's eventually going to hit 100 I'm not tripping on that. I know it's going to happen. But at 75K, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do at that point. Like I said, guys, I'm living for my kids at this point, right? If that shit hit 75 racks, man, bro, I don't know, man. I don't want to say anything to fuck up everything, right? But like, I don't know. I might pivot to something else. I don't know. If, you know... If you've been following me, you've been rocking with me on Bitcoin since the holidays or before, then you know we're eating right now, OK? 
okay, belly's getting full, okay? It's like we already had the appetizers, the entrees, um, dessert is being served right now, okay? So it's actually been three months since Bitcoin has hit 50,000. So, you know, what I need right now to happen is I need this fucking, I need Dogecoin to hit that bull run because when Doge gets back, I mean, realistically, I want to see it run to 50 cents, but if Doge gets back to that 71, 72, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, again, um, I don't know if it's my exit point. Again, you know, I, you know, I could have got out earlier, but, you know, I put more money in. It'd just be interesting because at that point, it helps retirement. And uh, my boy Pomp, who, um, I got to get Pomp on the fucking show. Did I have Pomp on the show? Am I tripping? I did have Pomp on the show, right? I know I did Pomp's show. Anyways, Pomp is like, you know, the Bitcoin guru. He said some real shit the other day. He's like, look, he used to look up to people who had a lot of money. Now he looks up to people who have a lot of time. And he ain't capping. I could easily have $10 million more right now. But, you know, I'm spending more time with my family. And people see that, you know what I'm saying? Especially like uh, Cuddy. Kid Cuddy hits me up all the time. You know, we talk a lot. He's like, damn, man, I envy your family life, you know. And he sees it. I'm like, bro, like, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's, I'm 10 years older than you. You know, it's, we're just different places in life. We're aligned friendship-wise. But, you know, it's just a trip. Man, I had a real deep conversation with Kid Cuddy this weekend, man. It was fucking crazy. Super deep, man. I really appreciate um, him reaching out to me. Anyways, guys, guys, I hate to tell you this, okay? But whether you believe it or not, or whether you like it or not, we're still deep, deep in a pandemic right now, okay? And it sucks. My kids start school this week, and there are surges all over LA County of that good old Delta, okay? For the young kids, all right? Young kids. Six years. This fucking six-year-old girl died from Delta. She, she had no health issues, no nothing. There's kids getting sick as fuck, right? Most LA Unified School Districts are testing, but some aren't. It should be mandatory, okay? It's fucked up. Whether you believe it or not, will you, but that, look, I'm not telling you there's a vaccine. I'm just saying. Shit is serious, okay? I've told y'all many times before that the mental anguish of kids... Right, any teenage, toddler, fucking kindergarten. Well, not even kindergarten. From first grade to senior year in high school, the mental anguish of them not being in school, and also for their parents to not be able to work for the sole purpose of having to pay for childcare or having to take care of the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like that's having a bigger effect on this country than the actual disease is. Right? It's part of the problem. But the, the bigger problem is, ready for this? When you think everything's fucked up, imagine you get your ass kicked, okay? You lose all your money. And then it's like, all right, well, what's fucking worse than that? Well, death is. Because that's game over. That's it. There's no more. Right? Okay? So the problem is, now we're going to see more deaths in kids under 18, which is totally fucked up. For those of you who don't have kids, great. Good for you guys, right? I'm speaking to everyone who does have kids or people who care. Why bring it up? Why hide it? Right? Why run from it? 
I don't run away from bad news or shit. That's how, you know, I mean, you know, I face that shit straight up. Okay. I don't run or hide away from things and problems that I got to deal with. Unless there's some shit like, eh, fuck, I'll deal with that shit later. Let it get a little bigger. I'll knock it the fuck out. Okay. Look, I was never bullied in school. And if someone my size or close had smoke with me, like another man, let's say he was a bad motherfucker. He could fight, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about just general, you know, like once you become 25, it don't matter if motherfuckers, 40, 50, whatever. I'm just saying if a dude's 6'5", you know, 29 years of age, it's fucking 250 pounds and I'm fucking 14 years old. That's not a, come on, man, let's be real. I'm talking about someone my size or even a little bigger than me has smoke with me. I'm going to address that motherfucker like the numbers outside of your house. Okay? So let's be real. You guys got to do what you got to do. And I'm going to do what I have to do to protect London. Okay? Speaking of this young prince, tomorrow is London's birthday. He is going to be nine. Time has flown by. I can't even fucking believe it. Like, you know, he's almost 10. It's crazy. Um, he will be entering the third grade. Uh, we kept him back a year, right? Now we didn't keep him back. I'm saying we started, he started late. You know, we, we started him late on purpose. Because I'd rather London be on top of shit than behind. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think that skipping a grade in school was like the ultimate flex. But I realized that shit actually is whack as fuck. You know? Because intellectually, you might not be there. You'll be there academically, but nah, man. Let your kid marinate. Unless he's really on that Stephen Hawking shit, right? You know, you're going to be fucking graduating high school at fucking, you know, 10 years old. Okay, cool. But London? Man. My son? Look, day one, BTB listeners, you guys already know the pain and struggle me and my wife have had. I just can't imagine reliving that nightmare like month in and month out due to fucking COVID. But the thing is, that's a whole, it's a different level. Cause you know, oh, some, you know, asymptomatic, some kids don't get it, but it's a different game. Cause my son's not vaccinated and he's immunocompromised and he has, you know, respiratory illness. So it's just, it's fucked up. Look, all I can say is, you don't want to speak about good things. You know what I'm saying? Memories. I'll never forget the day he was born, okay? I was at Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital in the mid-evening, waiting for the good doctor, you know what I'm saying, to pull up on his Harley Davidson, his fucking craziest thing in the entire world. And I'm thinking to my wife, right? Think to myself, I'm like, look, it's August 23rd, okay? It's fucking, what, 7 p.m.? I'm like, babe, like, what's good? We got there like late afternoon, Right, she was getting induced because she was she was feeling kind of crazy, whatever. And it was time, and I really was sitting there wishing that my son is being born that day, because August twenty third, which is today, right, is Kobe Bryant's birthday. Okay, but no, he was born eight minutes after midnight on August twenty fourth. Okay, not six minutes, not twenty minutes, eight minutes after midnight. Okay. On August 24th. So he was born at 1208, 824, right? Which later ended up being Kobe Day anyway, 824. 
It's fucking weird how the world works, but I highly doubt London will have a career in basketball. I think he's going to be taller than six feet for sure. You know, he's tall as a motherfucker right now. But anyways, look, we're going to do a low-key celebration for London. It's early as fuck right now. Uh, we're going to get it popping today for London. Um, my firstborn son, you know, invited his four best friends to celebrate his birthday. He's going to get a shitload of Robux today because he's kicked ass all month and he's really been really doing well at his swim meets. And uh, Robux is the only thing that fucking like moves my son. Robux, Robux is like, he goes crazy for Robux. Anyways, my son has never been a part of a team in his life. So this is really big to him for him on the swim team, you know. I still have aspirations for Ryder to play football. And I'll get into a reason. I'll get into tell you later why, because he's like, you know, just his build, right? But I think that Nicolette, okay, this is terrible to say, but I'm just telling you. Nick would rather allow me have a mistress, okay? My wife would rather have me have a side chick before she ever let Ryder put on a football uniform. She is so fucking paranoid about the shit. And she she sees it firsthand, you know, me crying about my knees and my back and everything. And it sucks, you know. But the reality is people don't really think ahead. And when I mean ahead, I mean like 10, 15, 20 years later, what football or any real contact sports do to your body, okay? My knee, like my motorcycle accident definitely fucked up my knees. But I'm saying my knees and my back are totally fucked up, okay? I've been playing football since I was 12, right? I played football from 12 to 21, and I know that only sounds like, but I'm talking about I played that shit, you know, at a fucking high level. And it's mostly because my body type, being Korean, my genetics, they're not built for the fucking level of football that I played in, okay? So now my washed life ain't like a white person or a black person's washed life, okay? Because their genetics are different. Their, their build is different. Okay, my bone structure was not ready for that shit. You know, maybe now with all the other shit, who knows? Right now, no. Okay, I will say this. I do need to get this knee surgery for real, at least on my left knee. I might need a motherfucking right knee, but I need one more actual major surgery that involves my stomach and my ass, right, before that happens. I'm not fucking bullshitting you. I don't play any of that shit when it comes to surgery. That shit is not fun. Got to get it doing, you know what I'm saying? I got to get it going anyways. Um, yeah, so we're going to be out today, you know, making sure London's birthday is excellent. For most of you parents, I mean, you, you should know, pleasing your kids, um, it could be two things, right? It could be an easy thing for some parents because all your kids might need is just your presence, right? Not presence, but just your presence, right? But it's, you know, opposite from me, right? Due to the fact that, you know, London and all my kids are usually showered with our attention, showered with love from their grandparents, right? It's just not really always an easy task to please London, okay? And he's a good kid, man, right? All of my three kids are amazing. It's hard to, to please, right? But I love all of them so much in different ways, okay? And nobody gets it more than others as far as love or gifts or anything, okay? Even though my wife thinks that Kaya is my favorite and she's spoiled the most, it's bullshit, all right? Just saying, it, it's, it's fucking, look, 
when I'm working, when I'm doing things, I'm organizing, I don't know, I fucking feel like I'm gonna get an aneurysm because I'm fucking polishing shit or I'm fucking just focusing on colors and diamonds and things. I don't know, man. Nothing is more difficult than thinking about my kids, you know. Um, and by the way, we just got back from a nice four-day trip, right? It was a desert, AZ, all that shit. And we ended up hitting up Palm Springs. Rancho Mirage, to be exact, right? And uh, it was kind of nonchalant. Like, we just booked a hotel the day before. We booked a suite at the Omni Las Palmas Resort. Um, That's not a sponsor. We I, I paid full rate, whatever. Look, when I talk about five-star hotels and Michelin-rated restaurants, I lose you guys. So you motherfuckers, I'm like talking gibberish or talking French, um, speaking Portuguese to you motherfuckers, right? But, you know, this is something, you know, that that more relatable to people in general, okay? I mean, this ain't Red Lobster, but it's attainable to some people. It's nice. It, it was cool. This is a legitimate four-star resort, and I'm going to be truthful. Of all the random kid-friendly hotels that we have stayed at since being parents, period, okay? Outside of Alani, which is not fair because that's a five-star kids resort. In fact, it's the only five-star kids resort in the world, okay? Outside of Alani, which again literally is expensive as fuck, okay? I think we ran up almost a $40,000 bill in a week over there, right? If you're staying in a nice-ass suite, that motherfucker run you three bands a day. Okay, then food and all the other shit that goes on, and then your airfare, right? You know, get run over twenty five bands easy. You know, depending how you, whatever you do. Um, but besides Alani, no other hotel we've stayed at has a lazy river this nice. Okay, not only that, the hotel itself is actually really set up decent as fuck. Like right now. In, in America, no four-star hotels are doing room service yet, okay? Like, I know in Cabo they do, but, you know, the hotel has takeout for their hotel, right? They have three restaurants on the actual property. I think maybe even four, right? And one of them is literally at least a Cheesecake Factory level, right? Food-wise, okay? If not better, okay? They're a legitimate, is a legit restaurant. Like, it was, a, food was legit, had the ahi tuna, was like, yo, had the mashed potatoes, shit was fire. Breakfast every morning, fire, okay? They didn't have the wide menu like Cheesecake Factory, but the food was legit. I tipped very well, felt bad because, you know, I'll get into that in a second, but they have a coffee shop, like a little cafe that is open at 6 a.m. every day until like 4 or 5 p.m., whatever, on the property again, right next to my fucking suite. Um, they had decent-ass breakfast, uh, totally separate from the restaurant I was talking about before. They had lunch. You know, coffee was fire. Everything was good. They had like fucking little alcohol over the hotel and everything, right? There's a full, there's full service pool service, okay, at the adult pools and at Splashtopia where we spent most of our time, okay? Splashtopia is the kid's pool, family pool, and they had, the motherfucking menu was was legit, had smoothies and shit and fucking, you know, White Claws was up in there. You know, vegetarian options, gluten-free options. I was up in there fucking having quesadillas. <laughs> the kids eating their chicken fingers, macaroni and cheese, all that shit. The bar service for adults was legit. Food was decent at the pool. Um, service was really fast, really good. But the kids loved the Lazy River. 
London and Ryder are fucking, and Kaya had, Kaya had the fucking time of her life. Okay. The water slides. It was just, like, you know, it's small, nothing, but it was just, it was, it was such a great release and nice little fucking, you know, vacation on the way back home to LA. Um, we will be going back for sure. All right. But the, the Omni isn't cheap, right? Now, it's not four seasons expensive either, right? Um, I think you might be able to get a room. I mean, I'm say, talking like, look, the only times to go there is summertime, spring, and early fall, okay? The thing with the Four Seasons is that, uh, you know, Four Seasons will never have this much tied into family fun. You know, when you think of high-end resorts, they got to change that. Somebody needs to come up with a fucking, they need to come up with more four, five-star kid-friendly resorts that have, you know, lazy resorts. Well, you know, with Corona, all this shit going on, who fucking knows? I'm just saying, it's fucking fun, right? Of course, Legoland Hotel is the shit and everything else, but that's just totally different. It's fucking, that's literally a theme park. It's a whole different fucking story there. And, and the kids love Legoland Hotel. But, you know, I'm sure even during peak times, you can get a room for like 300 bucks or something, right? It was, by the way, it was fucking 100 degrees the both days we were there, okay? And though um, the best part of this trip was that this hotel was only at 20% occupancy because, you know, kids are in school right now and shit, right? So nobody was at the pool really, okay? Now, let me tell you, the first time we actually came to that resort, the Omni Las Palmas and Rancho Mirage was in 2007. Nicolette was pregnant with Kaya. It was before Kaya was born, okay? And that shit, I swear to God, because they have cabanas there and everything. The adult pool, Splashtopia, that shit was packed like fucking Lollapalooza. It was ridiculous, okay? Just going to say one more time, man. I highly suggest this place if you're a parent, you got kids that are over the age of two or three, you're looking for family fun, you know, you live in LA or you live in Arizona, you want to go somewhere quick, that is the motherfucking spot, okay? Definitely when the, when the weather is good, right? I mean, I think there's like maybe one more good month of weather and then it's like you got to go there spring break, you know, or in the summer, because you know, again, you know, uh, kids are in school now. But you know, you know, if you want to go now, and you don't give a fuck, you know, kids are in school, whatever, and you're in LA, fuck it, go right now, shit, go this weekend, or you know, in September, throughout September, throughout the weekends, whatever. Uh, I think it's still gonna be the weather, still be good for a little bit. It's hot as a motherfucker everywhere in the country, but it's just who the fuck wants to go to a pool and party and hang with the kids when it's like not right. But what I'm saying is. You would win right now because the occupancy is low, right? The weekend might be a little different. This is different. You know, we we hit it at a different time. But anyways, back to Ryder. And I, I know, like, fuck, I'm thinking back, like, we're talking about, you know, my aspirations, him playing a fucking football, whatever. We hit the mall and uh, we did this bungee ride thing, right? And they, they had to weigh him in order to get the bungee cords to properly hold them, right? Because Kai is different. London's different. Boom. He got on a fucking scale. And last time I weighed Ryder, he was solid. Like, Ryder was like 53 pounds, whatever. And, I, and it was recent. I don't know what the fuck he's been eating. I don't know what's up with that motherfucking, that Piccadillo that he's, but yo, Ryder is 70 pounds, okay? Guys, Ryder is seven years old, Okay? <laughs> He needs to be a fullback 
a running back, a linebacker in Pop Warner right now. <laughs> Look, I was 72 pounds in sixth grade, right? He's entering the second grade this week. He is a fucking beast. He's almost 10 pounds heavier than London is, who's older than him, okay? Um, also, speaking of Cheesecake Factory, going back again, the CF in Rancho Mirage was nice as fuck. It's right across the street from the fucking resort too, okay? There's a Starbucks cross, there's a CVS cross street, there's a hospital a block away, right? Everything was nearby. The fucking, you know, the uh, Target was like, Maybe a mile away. The mall was a mile away. It was crazy. Cheesecake Factory there was nice as fuck. Nicest Cheesecake Factory I've ever seen in my life. And people are like, why the fuck is Ben talking about Cheesecake Factory? He's got a Senna. He's got fucking Ferraris and shit. Look, man, my kids love the fucking place. I don't know, right? I've just gotten accustomed to just getting used to it. Fuck it. Okay, I liked it as a kid too, but we couldn't afford it either like that. Anyways, the Cheesecake Factory in Rancho Mirage has a river in that bitch. That motherfucker's sitting like on a river. Okay? This motherfucking place got ambiance. All right? It's legit. They got a Roy's Hawaiian restaurant across the street. I'm sure most of you guys have been to Roy's before if you're from LA. It's pretty decent too. There's a lot of really nice spots to eat. But I'm saying it was like cool. You know, again, when your family like, my kids ain't fucking don't want to go to Mr. Child's or go to fucking, you know, go to Spago's and shit. Go to Mastro's, go to Avra. They're not, they don't give a fuck about that. I'm, I was just impressed, you know, it was nice, and um, one of my relatives, uh, I won't say who, because uh, I don't know, I don't think they want their business out there like that, but they just copped a sick-ass crib in Rancho Mirage in a fucking private uh, gated community, it was really nice, and Palm Springs has changed so much in the last 10, 11 years, so I'm going to be going back, like, a bit more, because I remember in 2010, like early on in me and Nicolette's relationship, we hit the Viceroy and it was nice, but the fucking strip, everything is dead. Shit is just like, whatever. Now, shit's kind of low-key cracking, right? And that's why, you know, one of my family members bought a crib out there and it's already gone up in value and whatever. And speaking of fam, I noticed a lot of personal, closer friends of mine and my family listen to this show, Okay. Sometimes I think about it, I'm like, look, what am I going to do? I'm going to dumb down the show and not speak the way I speak. I mean, I am who I am, you know? I think it's better so that, you know, even if I'm being proper in front of them, they could be like, yo, man, you can let the fart out. You know, you can use and cuss words, whatever the fuck it may be. Anyways, because my family and friends are on here, my closer family and friends, obviously you're going to see London's birthday on the backdoor social media pages, aka my private page. I don't have no Finsta. I don't give a fuck what you guys think, whatever. I don't run any of my business pages. I've said this multiple times. I don't have any side pages. I don't have no fucking, um, the fuck, the burner accounts, and that shit. I literally have, um, I have access to the Ben Baller strain page only because I had to get it back and it was a VVS page and whatever. I have my Ben Baller page and I have my private page. But I was just saying, they're going to see, I'm not going to post London's party. Um, I'm doing, do a recap or something. But uh, speaking of my audience, shout out to my wires only fam, RD, Joey, what's good guys? I did not know y'all were part of the army. And when I say the army, you guys already know the BTB army. Uh, RD is the owner of wires only exotic car dealership. If you have the means to get at least a $200,000 car, RD is the fucking man. And I don't mean LA, I mean everywhere. This motherfucker will get you a car in Madagascar. 
Okay, so shout out to my boy R Dizzle, guys. Uh, the tracks NYC episode, the third appearance he's made, crushed it. Okay, we almost hit the top twenty-five on the iOS charts, and I mean, we stay in the top fifty regardless. Okay, where the motherfuckers ain't pushing it, I'm going solo on that ass for a little bit too long, whatever. You know, it's weird. Some people prefer me to be a solo with no guests. Some people like the weekend wrap up. Some people like Thursdays more. Some people like guests more. I don't know. But I do know Maxud went ape shit on that episode. Okay, guys, really, people really like that episode a lot. So I think we may get Scott um, at Scott Disick's side of the story or not. He hit me up. Um, I didn't find out what he what he wanted. You know, so I'm sure he's not really happy. But Scott, you are always welcome to talk about it here on BTB. So uh, before we get into commercial break, listen, Friday. OnlyFans announced via press release that they're going to remove certain types of pornographic material on their site. Now, on Friday, when people interpreted that shit, they thought that they were moving porn from the site completely and they went ape shit. Now that it's been a few days, what's going on is I'm going to break it down. Okay. But when they made that announcement, you had all these male dudes, guys, you had guys hating, rejoicing like their fucking favorite team just won the Super Bowl or the World Championship, hating on the fact that some women who have been making money on OnlyFans would have to resort to maybe start stripping again or maybe start paying attention to these lame-ass men, right? Or really what's going to happen is these chicks would get desperate and be like, fuck this, we're going to start fucking married men and fucking up people's relationships, okay? It's always the lame dudes who are talking reckless. And I made a statement. I was like, yo, man, this is fucked up. This is a bullshit-ass way to fucking do this. OnlyFans, whatever, boom. And it's like, you got, I got these fucking geeks, like dudes who are, you know, might be clever, might be witty. They got the funny comments. They got the funny replies. They feel like they could ratio, do this, a little bullshit. Look, it, just because someone speaks up on women's rights and it's the sex industry or, you know, sex workers like that ain't caping right you will never see me wear a cape i'm no fucking superhero right but listen to you goofy motherfuckers this is the funny thing okay i wake up in the morning to a six thousand square foot home okay i wake up to access to seven cars right an rv which is pretty much a motor home where i could go live go travel the world Okay, multiple different offices, right? And that's just like, that's just that. Bank account on swole. Pockets look like they got the mumps, okay? Let's get to the real shit. I wake up that way every morning looking, ready to seize the day, okay? Have you seen my wife, (laughs) right? Have you seen any of my exes? Okay, there's just nothing else to say. Like, you guys, like... I have never been dumped or broken up with in my life. That's just happened how it's happened. It's not that we don't have been like, oh, you're so fucking cool. No, that's just a fact, okay? I'm laying out facts. If you don't like the way the delivery of the facts came out, yo, don't listen to the show. Don't listen to me. Don't understand people that fucking follow me. That don't. It's just weird. Like you got addicted to like being irritated by me. You're a weirdo, okay? Now, I have had a girl. I had a girl try to trap me 
with a baby. And maybe, okay, just maybe in the K-Town Hustler Series 3, which should get me up to date, right? There's a lot of shit's been going on. Man. I need to fucking get this going already. I might break down how that happened because I literally didn't see this girl for three months, right? I saw her on my, met her on my birthday. You obviously know, January 27th, okay? Did not see her for three months after my fucking birthday. Then we go on a date, smash, mess around. All of a sudden, she tells me she's moving in and that we're having a kid. Like, I tell you, man, and you guys know, some of you guys know what happened, right? You know, some motherfuckers been following me that long. I'm telling y'all, God don't miss. And I don't make up shit because, you know, shit surfaces. Anyways, back to OnlyFans. What it really means is, so I spoke to Kendra Lust and a couple other people who are like real creators on there, okay? There is not going to be any more actual fucking going on, okay? Like real life, having sex, like you can't be fucking on there, okay? You will get banned for life. And if you get banned, it's not like you just go get a new computer, blah, 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 because you know, they see your face, that you're making an account, like if your name is Kendra Lust, you can't come back as Kendra Super, Kendra XXX, they're going to be like, yo, bitch, you're, you're done, okay? No more actual sex videos, Right, that even includes no more putting dildos in your ass or your vagina anymore. Okay, I think nudity is still good. I'm pretty sure nudity is still good. Right. Um, what's crazy to me is this. Okay, my problem with the OnlyFans situation on a business level is sex and all that explicit shit is exactly what their platform was built on. So of course, a lot of people were confused as fuck and bugging out and tripping, and women were scared, and nervous, whatever. It's like, imagine, okay, it's fucked up, but imagine this. This, this is how outlandish it was. Imagine if the NBA said they were going to stop showing and playing basketball games, okay? They were no longer going to do basketball games. They'll still be called the NBA, but they're going to do beauty pageants only now, all right? Or let's say they were doing basketball like three-on-three half court, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, changing the complete platform, what, what people were wanting to go see them at, you know? I mean, I know it's totally different, beauty, fucking contest, pageants, whatever. I'm just saying, it ain't what motherfuckers signed up for and what people fuck with that fucking league site platform for, okay? I'm gonna have the motherfucking National Beauty League, let the fuck out of here. Like, this, that's just weird. I'm sorry, going back to the basketball shit, yeah, it just would be weird if they changed the format. Like, yeah, you know what? There's no more dunking. There's no more three-pointers, and now it's four-on-four, half-court. Like, come on, man. Just bullshit. Okay, look, once OnlyFans, like, once they do get their funding, because that's, I guess, what they're doing that for, because they can't get funding for anybody else, just fucking stupid the way they started their business is dumb. Once they do find the funding, they're probably going to go bankrupt. Like, they won't be able to survive. It's just stupid, okay? Now, I don't know if Patreon accepts nudity and, and explicit, like, material and shit, but it's just fucking weird. Okay. I know there were people that were pivoting to OnlyFans that were on Patreon or fucking Discord, where the fuck it may be. I know there was a bag for some people. Even my boy Jimmy Boy started going up to OnlyFans with her. People figured it out, right? There was one of my homies. She's a really popular influencer. She's like, yo, we ain't got to show nothing, blah, blah, whatever. And she's actually had, you know, some videos out there that were kind of whatever. I don't want to say anything about it because the girl has really changed her life in a different direction. And not that she was doing anything fucked up before, but I'm so happy for her because she's like really on the up and up. But what I'm getting at is there are people that were going on OnlyFans that didn't want to show any nude parts of their body. 
right? Just have more premium content, meaning whether it was music or whatever the fuck it is, whatever. But that hustle, people are like, yo, man, that's not what we're going up here for. So even if it was like Drake was like, yo, man, I'm fucking reading songs here and there. He could because technically the platform is for exclusive content. So if he was like, oh, I'm going to leave leak songs here that are only going to be here. All right, cool. But that hustle died fast because it was people who are just trying to get a quick buck. Right. And I saw people push hard that and they were letting people know some people weren't saying shit like the dumbass Bella Thorne who went on there and made like a million or whatever. And then fucking, you know. People started doing chargebacks like crazy. They fucking broke the site. It was all fucked up. Look, that day is done, right? I'm not hating Yeah, People can still get money, whatever, that push hard and just say, hey, subscribe to this. But why? People associate that shit with that. I know you could change it, but it's like the, the, the stigma is already there, right? You're not going to get the same bread as you, you know, as before. It just, you know, like, look, I'm going to discuss in the second part of this show like why it's important to stay who you are. Now, if you don't like who you are and you've changed, all right, you should still let motherfuckers know what it is, right? And I'm progressive, I'm telling you. Like, I've been who I've been. Ain't no cap going on with me telling you stories about my Forrest Gump situations, okay? These motherfuckers go back to episode 17 or 29 or fucking 110. They're on here archived. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't go edit those shows. Can't go in there and all of a sudden take content out, right? Unless there's an FBI order, they tell Miles, all right, we got to do this, whatever. I don't, I don't, but it's not going to happen, okay? There are too many receipts now of my life. I'm 48. I've been doing this shit since I was 21, right? Like, if you want to talk about priority records, okay, good look, look up Brian Turner. You want to talk about after, look at Dr. Dre. You want to go back to Rockefeller, Jay-Z, Nike, whatever, you see anyone tied to the people I just mentioned and somehow if you look up, look them up, I am not even a degree of separation away from those people. I'm literally, I'm still tied to everyone, okay? When clowns on Nike Talk or MySpace that I was capping about Rockefeller and my relationship with Damon Dash and all that stuff, like, yo, once Instagram got like years deep, that shit ended. Like, it was done. People were like, oh, well, fuck it, you know, whatever, boom. I don't forget shit, okay? Because research was done. People went and tried to fucking do Like, yo, bro, I went on Dame's show. We talked about it. Dame broke down how close we were. I reconnected with Biggs after Biggs did his bid, right? He sat down for some years in, in the feds, right? Fucking Jay-Z himself and Biggs had me host the 20th anniversary of Reasonable Doubt in LA. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm just saying, y'all, you can't hide who you were. It's important, right? And whatever, OnlyFans, man, fuck it. It was just something about business I wanted to talk about. But listen, let's cool off. Let's pay some bills. Yo, Miles, hit the army off with some LL, and we'll be right back. When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. Like, first time going to China, 
I was fucking tripping. Like, there's no, like, they don't, they don't speak English there, period. Like, it's just none. So, you know, like, it definitely helped having a translator. It definitely helps everything else. But listen, thankfully, there's Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Through Babbel's bite-sized lessons, you'll learn new language skills that you can actually use in the real world. I've been brushing up on my Spanish for our next trip to Mexico. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code BTBARMY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Use the code BTBARMY. Babbel teaches you language for life. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online this service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. Visit betterhelp.com slash baller. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Behind the Baller listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash baller. I think I might've mentioned this uh, before. I'm sure I have. But I had a long beef with my old manager and we haven't spoke in eight fucking years, okay? After my reality show ended, our friendship, our entire relationship was ended, okay? I thought that he had stole from me and the production budget, the show. But there were two guys involved in the production company, right? Two different production companies, actually, right? Two totally different things. 
And after eight fucking years, by random chance, I reach out because this motherfucker's leaving comments, talking shit, and I have some time. This man laid in the cut for eight years to show me all the receipts. Like he had them in a folder or something. He showed me everything. Okay. Bo Bushnell. I am truly sorry, bro. Okay. I know your penis is the size of a roll of dimes. But for real, bro, I failed you. I failed us. Now, I never slandered his name on a repeated, like, butcher level. I never tried to cancel his bread. You know, I said what I said at that time. I might have let it linger on for some months after. Made have said those small little jabs here and there, but I kept it pushing for the most part. I think that there was so much anger, and I think with him, as he should, him being accused of something so fucking severe, how hurt he must have been and how mad he was right about it. And again, it's my bad, my fault. I haven't been wrong very much in life as an adult. I'm sorry. In the last, I'd say, 15 years, I can't think of many times I've been really fucking wrong, right? It's on one hand I can count, okay? The thing is about this is this guy, Bo, would fight and get his ass beaten down to pieces for me if need be. That's how much he had my back, okay? And it was such a touchy subject that, like, we got into a heated, like, fuck you, fuck you, bitch, fuck you. Well, what's up, bitch? What's up? What, what, dog? What's up? Pull up. Fuck you. Fuck you, okay? By random chance, he threatened to expose me. And he said he had all this fucking tea and all this dirt on me and this not whatever. But I was like, go, bro, do it. Go, bro, go ahead. And I don't know if that would ever, thank God he did do that though because I was like, bro, go, right? I call your bluff, homie, okay? Four streets done, the river is laid down. Like, show me your cards, bro. You holding five aces? I know there's no such thing as five aces. I'm just telling you, like, what's good? The real thing is, Bo has a lot of stories, on me and has a lot of experiences with me. He has all real shit. Now, maybe some of those stories and those receipts that Bo has on me are things that could get a normal person canceled, right? Like a regular person who's tried to hide their past or tried to front like there's some angel. You know what I'm saying? Like I see motherfuckers like, for instance, like DJ Khaled. I don't got a problem, DJ Cal. I'm just saying. I've seen Cal act a certain way, whatever, boom. Then Snapchat happened. And he's like, yo, God bless. Be blessful. Like, you know, them, this, anybody. Look, look, dog. You can't talk shit about somebody or you can't be a dick, whatever, boom. And then be like, I'm going to be positive now. Anybody who is hating or talking shit, whatever, that's a they. We call them they or them or whatever the fuck. Whatever the thing is, you, bro, you can't do that. And good, look, God bless him. Great for him. And I'm sure he's been... I don't know if something happens, what kind of epiphany, where he's really pushed his positive narrative. And I'm just using him as an example because people know who that is. I'm just saying, someone who's like a decent CW type, all-American, goody-goody, like, then maybe some of the stories that Bo has about me could fuck them up. 
but since I've ever got the day I jumped on social media, I have always pushed the not for safe narrative brand, right? The explicit brand that has been always attached to my name. I've lost bags because of it. And that's me. Okay. But once I had a family and I really became about this daddy life, right? This daddy gang life and not cocky riders, not my old K-Town ties, not my old crib ties, okay? It made sense. And people just accepted it. Now, what I'm really sorry for is the time that me and Bo lost and the memories that I've had or he had that we could have shared it with each other in real time. I'm more so sorry because we can't ever get that back. More importantly for him and me, because we've had so many different conversations, okay? We've spent hours and hours talking in the last couple days. And we slid right back into things like two gay lovers. All right? Like two bisexual motherfuckers. It was crazy. And it just sucks because, you know, he wasn't there for the birth of Ryder. He wasn't there for Kaya's birth, their baptisms, you know, our family celebrations. You know, he was cool with my sister, shit like that. So much more, okay? But I don't want to drag it on anymore. Look, man, Bo, I'm sorry, bro. Here's to another 40 years. I salute you, man. I'm very proud of you. Uh, as Jonas would say, by the way, see, that's another thing too. Me and Bo go, go, go that far back, right? known both for about 16 years and um you know he knew me the entire time me and jonas were boys and him and jonas had their own relationship right but like i decided to google bo's name then i pulled up this uh la Times story it just happened recently like the last couple months and i'm just like i'm just i'm impressed bo i really hope you do not get killed (laughs) And this is not a joke either. He's had death threats like crazy ones. He's playing with fire. Um, But I really hope you don't get killed before you sell your story. And I know it's an expensive story. And I know your museum and everything else is just, it's priceless. Okay. It's unfucking believable how persistent and how much shit you have archived from this fucking bike gang culture. Okay. Like the real Sons of Anarchy shit. Okay. It is unreal. You stuck with it. You're a fucking beast. I love you. I still fuck you up, okay? <laughs> I will still fuck your shit up, right? I can't wait for us to sit down and go fucking hit. Um, I almost fucking set a spot that I don't want fucking people to know about. Anyways, look, man, can't wait for you to meet my family in full, all right? You still got carte blanche. It's crazy. I'm glad you're vaccinated. I'm glad you're taking the fucking pandemic serious, but it's all good. That was it. I want to talk about the fucking squash, you know, burying the hatchet. Uh, squashing any beef and everything, right? And the thing is this, okay? The ultimate goal as an adult, ultimate goal to achieve in life, at some point before a midlife crisis, is to make sure you've let any secret out about you, right? Or you outlived anyone who could expose you for your secrets, all right? I'd rather my story be out there with my cards on the table shown at any given moment so you know what you're getting into, 
right? And just because you know what you're getting into don't mean you know everything, right? You may not know my next move, but when my next move is done, I'm like, boom, boom, whoop, and I'm, you know, left, right, boom, dunk. It's like, you know, like, okay, you know what? That's, that's bad. I expected that. I'm progressive as fuck. I'm forward moving, right? Now we'll continue to chop shit down. While most people in their professional career might be done at 30 and are done, okay, I'm becoming more relevant than I ever have been at almost 50. All right? When you got nothing to hide, nobody can do shit, can say shit about you, right? It's already all out there. Some people may not know about it, but, oh, we found this about you. Motherfucker, I don't already talked about that, okay? Only new booty, you know what I'm saying, like, would say something like that. Like, there's a lot of people who don't listen to this show, but they follow me on Twitter or Instagram, don't have the the time, whatever, boom. Some people are just, I'm, me and my voice ain't for people. Great, cool. I'm obviously still doing this for a reason, okay? Mostly for the inspiration, for the Asian Americans, the Koreans out there, you know, who don't have anybody to look up to, don't have anybody to, you know, model a lifestyle after. And not saying that mine is the great lifestyle. I'm just saying, you don't see me out there owning a liquor store. Not there's anything wrong with it. Owning a laundromat, you know, own a nail salon, all that typical bullshit. That just ain't me doing something different, okay? Some of these people who don't listen to this show, they don't know about all the Forrest Gump stories, okay? The deeper accolades, my charitable work, all right? I'm just happy to have squashed any beef left with anyone that I actually really cared about. And to be honest, I have no enemies in this world, no actual rivals, Okay, only envious fools, maybe, who want to steal something that don't count, right? Okay, jealousy is going to happen with anyone. Anyone could have jealous haters. To have an actual vendetta against me is another thing. Now, don't mention that dwarf, okay? People really got to see this. It's, just, it's crazy when you see how short this motherfucker is, right? The universe is going to sort that dude out. Like, why do you think he can't sleep at night? Like, he can't get any real rest because his fucking soul is just shit. Now, speaking of which, one thing that a solid team and a good accountant can do for you outside of tax breaks is they can really protect your assets. I'm not going to tell you how. That's for you to figure out with someone professional. But there are ways to protect your money other than offshore bank accounts. And I mean realistic shit. I'm talking about something for someone like who's off the chain like me, okay? Bill Cosby got sued for like around nine figures, right? Like he got sued for millions by fucking 25, 100 people to free, right? Okay. Not a single dollar of any of those lawsuits will come out of his pockets or even his company's pockets. Learn how to protect yourself. I get sued for dumb shit more often than I like to. And what's fucked up is when I countersue to have these dumb fucks pay for my legal fees, they claim bankruptcy. They go into hiding, which neither of those will actually help you, you know, especially when there's a fucking court lien and shit like that. Like, it's just, this ain't a game you guys want to play. Rich folks do it, but really it's the easiest way to go broke. It's getting sued. At the end of the day, No matter what happens in court, I want you guys to know this. 
no matter what happens in court, your side, their side, the lawyers always get paid. So just think about that before you try to sue somebody. And there is a way to protect yourself from that. So I'm just letting you guys know. Entertainment-wise, man, I'm so mad. I'm so fucking upset that there is no episode six of Raising Canaan. And this is one thing I fucking hate about 50 Cent because it's happened on every single one of his shows. He always does a weird break during Power, during fucking, uh, you know, uh, Ghost. Like during the season, in the middle of the seasons, like in the middle, he'll do a break. It just makes fans angry. It's weird. Like why not hold the entire season off until everything is done? And you could still release them periodically every week, but like wait for the season to be completed. Like that just makes no sense for it to be interruptions. Because what if something happens mid-season and then you can't film? Fuck you gonna do? You gonna fucking replace Kanan with someone else? Like it's just weird. Speaking of uh, my old manager, Bo, he told me about this show called Yellowstone and I asked some people about it and everyone's like, yo, this show's fire. So I bought all three seasons. I'm about to get into that. I have not heard that much praise about a show since um, Breaking Bad. And I fucking hated Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm the only one. Right. Um, Game of Thrones. I didn't hate. I just never got into it. And I know my, my wife says it's the best show ever. People say all this shit. But I'm saying this has got that level of praise. I don't know, man. I've always been a fan of Kevin Costner. I'm about to deep dive in that shit. But I watched this movie all the weekend called Nightcrawler. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Now, I don't necessarily suggest it, but it's not a bad movie. And if you're into Hollywood, if you're in from LA, you're like into, like, you know, I don't know, TMZ type shit. The movie is about, a, I'm going to give you some spoilers right now. The movie is about a scumbag loser who figures out an angle and how to make money off of scandalous pictures. Okay, in criminal moments, like, you know, like getting to a, a crime scene early. It's just true bottom of the barrel type lifestyle, like bottom feeder shit. Okay, listening to police scanners all day, you know, to make sure you get to a place. You say, oh, fucking someone's getting robbed. Blah, blah. Oh, there's a, there's a murder here. Boom. Try to fucking get there before the cops and take pictures, whatever. The, th the thing about it is this, is that this is a movie. No matter if it was based on some real stories, whatever, it's a movie. I actually feel sorry for someone who tried to mimic this in real life. Okay? You know the saying, don't quit your day job. Sidebar, Kendrick Lamar announced that his next album will be his last album on the TDE label. And what surprised me was the statement that Top Dog made about Kendrick Lamar's, like, you know, him leaving, right? Top Dog, if you don't know, it's labels TDE, Top Dog Entertainment. Now, Top is, that's my boy, right? That's some grown man-ass shit, okay? Suge would have never did that. Diddy would have never, this is some crazy shit. He said it's all about ownership. They've got to change the narrative, make motherfuckers, motherfuckers have, you know, grow and leave the nest and start their own shit. He embraced K-Dot's departure from TDE and said they're still going to groom the new artists, you know, build new new careers, new artists, and still work with their current roster, Absol, Schoolboy Q, SZA. And that was just, some, that was some real grown man, just amazing shit. 
But the reason why I even mentioned this story was reading into it, I found out something that fucked me up. And I learned that Kendrick has gone a few months without a phone. And that shit is a true dream of mine. No joke. I know Kanye did it for a little bit, but that shit is like, you know, to have just an, maybe an iPad or a fucking just a laptop, that's fucking amazing. To have no access to text is really what I'm saying or whatever else. Just like, you know, like Instagram can only be used on a phone. Or you can use an iPad, but I'm saying you can't use it. You, you could log in on the computer, but it's not the same. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's just different. That's just different time. That's real boss shit. Anyways, pivoting to sports. What a fucking disappointing weekend it was for me, okay, as a fan of what I like, okay. Manny Pacquiao got maxed the fuck out, okay. He got flat out beaten 100% by the Cuban up-and-comer Ugas. This dude Ugas straight out defeated Pac-Man in every single way, okay. Like that's so fucking tough, one-on-one, mano e mano, you go in there, that shit's so tough for someone as legendary as Manny was in, in his career, like at one point in his career, okay? But being 42 and trying to still get it, like, it, that's not easy, especially in boxing. 42? 37 is old, and by 38, it's like, come on, man. I truly do think, not trainers, not anything else, I think with a better manager, better real team behind them that really was strong. You know, he kind of kept it independent. He built his own thing. I think Manny could have erased at least two or three L's from his career. And of course, made much more money while he was doing that. But don't get it fucked up. Pacquiao still is going to be forever legendary, right? He's still a Hall of Fame boxer. That shit just hurt to watch, man. It was just, man, he was doing everything he could. And he was aggressive. He was going out there being active and everything. And I don't know what the fuck the announcer was thinking. It's like, oh, Pacquiao's up. I seen it. I was like, nah, bro, this is a wrap. Okay. He's probably one of the, no, fuck that. Manny Pacquiao is actually the most inspirational Filipino ever in history. Okay. And thank God he didn't fight Errol Spence because, man, when Spence fights Ugas, he is going to beat the dog shit out of him. Like, but there's a Filipino dude on the undercard who was actually getting his ass whooped. It's crazy. He was getting whooped up. Fucking entire fight. And it was like pretty much like, okay, well, now you got to knock him out to win. And that motherfucker did. He caught that dude. I forgot the dude's name, but you guys watched the fight. You know what I'm talking about. Ain't that many Filipino boxers out there. Anyways, also on the same evening while I'm watching the fucking fight, have this shit on fucking my, my iPad. My Seahawks just got their asses kicked. Now look, yes, I know it's preseason, but the bitch-ass Niners won their little preseason game against the Chargers, even with porn star Jimmy throwing L's. And Trey Lance didn't look all that great. I don't give a fuck if he had a touchdown. I just look, to be honest, like I'm, I'm Trey Lance ain't, I don't know, man. Miles, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Look, I can't wait for that matchup, bro. Okay, I wish I could get into fucking Levi Stadium because me and you would be going and Jordan would come just for the fuck of it. But we shall see early in the season if the Niners really can fuck with the 12s. Okay, But our scout team got washed bad. You know, fuck the Broncos. 30 to 3. Jesus Christ. Still fucking embarrassing as shit. 
okay? But I'm hyped. Uh, the rest of the NFL 100 list came out, and Jamal Adams, I'm, I'm hyped that Jamal Adams is back. Yes, highest paid safety, whatever, that's my boy, friend of the podcast. You know, Jamal Adams, they put him on the top 100 list, and they gave Prez the 31st spot. I think he's truly a top 25 player, but okay. B-Wags got 25. I think that was deserved. It's cool. It's uh, B-Wags six time making the top 100 list. DK Metcalf got 22, which I feel is good. I feel that's right there. But they gave Russell Wilson the 12 spot. Pun not intended. That's just disrespectful. Russell Wilson is a top 10 player in the NFL. I'm not talking about QB. I'm talking about NFL players. He is a top 10 player. Stop the bullshit, man. You know, but fuck it. It's time to show the world again who the fucking Hawks are. All right, so look, guys. If you're going to be in Seattle for that first home game, Seattle on September 19th, this shit, it don't matter. That fucking preseason game is fucking bullshit, okay? Baseball. Fanatics. If you guys know, Fanatics owns like hats, they do merch, all this other shit. They're a brand, sports brand, okay? They just announced that they got the ownership of the Major League Baseball license now, okay? So Tops lost their Major League Baseball license, which is the most mind-blowing shit in the world. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, how big is that? Like, that's like Coca-Cola losing their soda license to have sodas, okay? So if Tops, and it didn't sell to them, that's why I guess that's happening, all some weird shit happening, but... If Tops doesn't sell their company to Fanatics, then by 2025, we will no longer see baseball cards in with current players on it with the top brand. Okay, which is weird as fuck. All right. After 70 fucking years of being the official baseball card of Major League Baseball, Tops has lost their license. Just weird. And they're not gonna get it back. So it's just, I don't know. I think it's going to actually make my cards go up in price. Okay? But I definitely won't be fucking with Fanatics. Be like, oh, wait. My agent's probably like, don't shoot yourself in the foot, whatever. I don't give a fuck how cool, good the cards look. Fuck all that shit. It's time to do other things. Fuck it. It's time to go to Panini. Okay? I don't know, man. Meanwhile, my Topps Chrome set will drop next month, then the month, I think. Probably early October. I always just say, I should have just said early October. Okay? My Topps Chrome set, just watch how that shit cooks. If you guys don't know by now, there's no other person who has their own Chrome set, okay? This shit is going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait. It's just sad, though, for this whole situation. Weird times. Weird, weird, weird times. Speaking of good times, though, I had a good time with my little homie, Uto. Uto, a.k.a. the first Olympic gold medalist in skateboarding. Yep. I met up with the young legend on Saturday. I took him to one of my favorite sushi spots. You know, mid-meal, he tells me, breaks out the fucking metal in his pocket. He's like, yo, hey, uh, Ben, I brought this. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit, dog. He handed it to me, didn't ask nothing, whatever, wanted me to take pictures with it. It's cool. Like, he's letting his homies flex with it, whatever. Now, for those of you, again, who've been following me for a long time, you know, the last 10 years, you know that eight-time Olympic medalist Apollo Ono is my boy, good friend of mine. And I've tried on almost all his medals, okay? But no cap, 
This Tokyo Olympics medal was heavy as fuck. Heavier than any other one I tried. I felt the 2016 of the NBA joint. I felt the years prior. Yo, Uto just got back to America a few days ago. So I know he's been bombarded with homies wanting to see him. And uh, he's still living off that super high. He's like so excited. And he's just, you know, I'm fucking so hyped for him. Like when we're sitting there in the restaurant, like white people will come up to him like, yo, congratulations on your award. And people recognize him. Obviously, it's a sushi place, official, legit sushi place. So they're like fucking super honored. People taking pics. It, it was just an awesome feeling, man. Just to even feel that energy, you know what I'm saying? We got to chop it up. Talking about Japan and shit. I can't wait to get back out there and stuff. He's going to go out there at the end of the year. Obviously, he has a Japanese passport. He has to uh, quarantine and stuff. But if I can help this man flourish even more in business or, you know, in his deals and stuff, I'm going to. Fuck that. I'm an asset. I'm definitely going to try to help this dude crush it even more. And uh, we planned a trip to the Bay um, next month for his new skate video. So I'm hyped, man. Congrats again to my boy, Yuto. So we're like, motherfucker, he's barely... Motherfucker, I met this guy three years ago. He was a good skater, but he wasn't a world champion. He wasn't a fucking Olympic medalist. Suck my dick. Um, was going to talk about Shakari Richardson, but that shit was so embarrassing, man. I'm not even going to get into that shit. Um, last piece of sports business is this Wednesday, I will be at the MLS All-Star Game. And I will be chaining a very special winner that Captain Morgan... Dope ass chain at the game. I'll be doing it there. So I don't know who won. Captain Morgan knows because I'll be meeting that person. You know what I'm saying? It'll be my very first MLS All-Star game, but I can't wait. The shit's going to be lit. I know I'm going to El Trafico in October. Hopefully nothing's fucked up by then. But look, I'm very excited. I am very grateful. Again, for my new sponsor, Captain Morgan. Everyone there is fucking amazing. And I love that their fucking motto is un apologetic now speaking of chain giveaways guys don't forget my ben baller did the strain launch at cookies melrose is this saturday this saturday guys someone is going to walk away with a gold ethereum if and co chain right this will be my first official launch in my hometown of my strain in la okay do not miss out 1 to 3 p.m at cookies melrose this saturday Special guests are going to pull up to do not miss out Cookies Melrose this Saturday. Guys, that is it for the weekend wrap up. Look, all I want to say from this episode is do not live your life in fear. All right, man up, woman up, think, focus plan and execute okay do not live your life saying but what about me when you begin to cook and you begin to crush shit you are not going to settle for crumbs when it's your time nobody will forget okay all right y'all look i love you guys please always remember this is not your practice life Right now, I just got distracted. London's in the background going fucking crazy. We got to get going. Um, Guys, hit that subscribe button, okay? All right, y'all. Look, man, this was a fucking long episode for Solo Dolo, but I had a lot of shit to say, man, okay? Lakey Inspired. What's good, sir? All right. Hit the BTB Army off. 
is something real saucy. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>